You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is an incredible performer that has been on the road with the Hadestown News for the last two years. I have here with me the incredible Belen Mojano, who is an actor, singer, musician, producer, and activist born in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Belen, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. And so good to meet you, Martin. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's been a, a whirlwind because you're on tour right now and we've been like scheduling, rescheduling, and it's been crazy, but that's live on the road. But I'm really, really honored to have you here. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Of course. What else do we need to know about you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I love, I'm kind of a big nerd. So <laughs> I love all things Pokemon. Okay. I love collecting stickers. I was like, I don't know what um, what the listeners would like to know. Um, I Yeah, I've been on the road for two years. My husband travels with me. So that's a big part of our life is being traveling artists. Um, I'm trying to think. Born in Buenos Aires, raised in the States, the general gist. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it. But let's dive then into why musical theater, why this road Broadway, why touring with a Broadway company? So I started doing theater when I was 13. Um, one of my friends from school, she loved musical theater and I knew nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And they were having auditions for a children's production of, I think it was Beauty and the Beast. I'm not positive, but she said, do you want to come to auditions with me? And I said, no, I don't know what that means. Um, and she said, all you have to do is just sing a Disney song and, and that's it. And then you can do the show with me. And I said, <laughs> okay. So I went to this audition and I sang my Disney song and I didn't get it. And my friend didn't get it either. So neither of us were in the show. <laughs> so we said, okay. And I said, okay, it's definitely not for me. Yeah. I think I tried it. I'm good. And that Same year, um, another friend of mine was in a production, a children's production of The Wizard of Oz, and I went to see it. And um, I said, okay, maybe I'll give this a second chance. Like, it's, it seems so fun. The kids, the, all the kids on stage were 
um, we're having such a blast mm -hmm. and telling this really beautiful story. Um, so when, when another audition came around, it was for a children's production of The Sound of Music, my friend again said, do you want to come? And I said, sure. And so I went, I auditioned, and in that one I got in. And so I got cast as the, the mean nun, Sister Bertha. <laughs> And I was playing opposite of our Maria was like 17 years old and I was a 13 year old. And so there was a height difference. There was yeah. just an age difference, but I had to be mean to her and mad. And it was my first time getting to explore in that way. Um, and from then on, I kind of caught the theater bug. So I kept doing shows with this children's company. I did some shows in the community. Um, and when it came time, did some shows in school as well. But in school, my main focus, I, I played the violin since I was young. And that was that was my thing. I was an orchestra kid. And so I, I didn't do choir. I didn't do musicals. I just went to orchestra. And that was like my artistic outlet. And then I really loved academics. Um, so the choir teacher was the person who persuaded me. She heard me singing in one of these children's production um, or it was like a contest that we had in school. I don't even remember. And she uh, helped me, without me asking, shift my schedule so that I could do choir yeah. as well. And that's how I started my, I guess, my singing career. Um, but when I graduated high school, musical theater wasn't what I wanted to do for a living. As an immigrant, um, especially first generation, uh, I was also, I'm also the oldest in my family. And so education was so important. And the only way to succeed from what I was told in this country was to continue your education yes. and to do something sensible. Um, so I went to school for engineering um, originally because I loved math and I was interested in some of those concepts and, and, and all that crazy. Yeah. Uh, but my first semester in college, I didn't quite feel like I fit in with the people I was going to school with. And the, the university was hosting auditions for their, uh, their fall musical, and it was Seussical. And I, I said, you know what, like, I, I want to have an extracurricular activity like this. This sounds fun. I'm going to audition and see if I can just get in the chorus yeah. and like do this after, after school. Um, and I auditioned and I ended up getting... Uh, the Sour Kangaroo, uh, later finding out that a lot of people in the theater department were incredibly mad at me because they said, who is this person that's not in our department, comes in brand new, gets this role that apparently belonged to other people. And I said, yeah. I, I just came to like have a good time. But that show um, was essentially the start of, of my journey, I would say, because after one of the performances, the, the dean of the College of the Arts came up to me, and he's a man I deeply admire. Uh, his name is Craig Jessup. Um, and he said, you know, you should consider doing this for a living, like as a career. And I said, no, like art I, I doesn't did make consider money. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm doing something more sensible. And like my parents would probably be mad if I switched. Um, and he said, OK, well, you know, just consider it. And then on, he essentially offered me my first job because he said, so we have a regional company attached to our university called Lyric Repertory Theater. And um, at the time it was called the old Lyric Repertory Theater. They've changed it since. And he said, and we're looking for someone to do Little Shop of Horrors with us in, in the summer. 
So this was the fall. And he's like, would you be interested? And I said, yeah, like that sounds fun. Little did I know that that would, that would be my first paid gig as an actor. And I would get to work with some incredible talent and like people who were far along in their journey and in their careers. Um, but that kind of sparked the interest. So I started looking into the music program, tried music therapy, wasn't for me. And then I landed in the vocal performance department and that was kind of how it went. But I never expected to be an actor. So I just studied singing. My parents were quite upset and my program was very opera based. And I was, that was not where my love was. I really loved musicals. And so I was the, the black sheep of the program who would go back and forth between the theater department and the music department and just try to make that work for me. Um, until right before I graduated, I had been working at this regional theater, um, and one of the theater professors, I was starting to get a theater minor because I was like, I'm taking enough classes to be able to also have this on the side. And he said, you should consider going to grad school for acting. I think you would do so good. And he helped coach me through some things, um, through my pieces. But I, at the same time, w- decided I had a really bad breakup, like my the last year of college. And it like catapulted me into, I'm a career woman now. I'm not interested in relationships. <laughs> and so I ended up flying all over the country my last semester, just auditioning for anything I could. I, um, the country, the United States, that is, um, went uh, to Chicago, to LA, to San Francisco, to like the middle of nowhere, just to be seen for stuff. And um, the day I received my callbacks for grad schools was the day I booked my very first big girl, I would say my big girl contract. Um, I was cast uh, at Tuacon Amphitheater, which is a theater down in Utah. And I was cast as one of the leads in one of their three shows and they, they brought me there for six months. And so I graduated early so I could start that contract. And then at the end of the contract, they said, where do you want home to be? And at that point, I never left Utah. That's where my, when my parents immigrated to the States, Mm -hmm. that's where they moved. And I went to school in Utah, stayed at the state school, did my life there. Mm -hmm. And all my friends from that contract were going back to New York. And so I said, uh, New York. Why and not? They bought me, yeah, I was like, why not? And they bought me my plane ticket and that, that was it. So that's kind of the, <laughs> that's the, the beginning stages of the journey. So then leading up to now, so I moved to New York City in 2016. Um, I met my husband pretty early on, which was uh, wonderful. He's a composer and a pianist, uh, musical director. And um, we, we got married and we're like, okay, we're going to make this work in New York City. Like, we're going to see what, what happens. Um, so I ended up doing a lot of regional work, went kind of everywhere. Um, but because of my immigration status, I wasn't eligible to join the union. So um, I had over 100 weeks at the time of EMC points, mm-hmm. um, and I still couldn't join. And so There were a lot of jobs that were inaccessible for me. I also couldn't leave the country because of my immigration status. And so there were a lot of opportunities where um, I almost got cast in all these tours and or TV stuff, but that either shot in Canada or had tour dates in Canada and I couldn't go. And so uh, it was was still 
just a difficult journey in that regard. And I think my whole life I've dealt with the fact that I was not an American citizen and what did that mean for me as an artist? And uh, being in the arts was just a little bit more difficult and challenging when you don't have that basis. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, so it wasn't until 2019 when I received my permanent residency and I could finally apply to be in the Actors Union. And uh, that's when the big auditions started coming. And that was the first time I ever auditioned for Hades Town, was beginning of 2020 um, for the Broadway company. And uh, it went well, lots of callbacks, and then the world shut down. And I was like, oh, okay, so finally I... Um, it's interesting because I'm I'm kind of assessing this with with uh, with people in my life, with my husband, with my therapist, and and close friends of like. I finally got the opportunity I wanted, which was you know I have my equity card. I'm ready to work at this level that I've always wanted to work for, that I feel ready and prepared for, but then the world shut down. Yeah, and that was a that was a big thing. Um, I'd also, prior to that, I had been accepted to different universities for full rides to do acting as a as an MFA. But because, again, of my immigration status, I wasn't eligible for financial assistance. Mm-hmm. And so it just wasn't able to pan out. So all these missed opportunities, that's just what my, my career kind of felt like, where it was like I was trying to grapple or grasp whatever I could, but there were so many missed opportunities. Um, So the pandemic happens, you know, we're in lockdown. My husband and I kind of run away from New York. We go live with his family in Arizona. We go to Vermont to live with some family. We go live with friends in D.C. And during that time, I have some virtual auditions and callbacks. And that's when I booked Town the tour. So I went and did a show prior to that called American Mariachi, uh, which was so, so fun in, in a theater in Arkansas. At Theater Squared, um, and then I flew immediately to start Hades Town rehearsals, and that's where I've been since. So that was <laughs> that was uh, 2021, and we're in 2023, and I'm like, okay, so now my my journey with the tour is coming to an end because yeah. uh, I'm my husband and I are ready to finally settle down. Um, it's it's not a question of like could I continue? Yeah, I could mm-hmm. continue and keep pushing on, but at this point, we want a home. And we'd love to have our stuff in one place. Yeah. Uh, everything just currently travels in our car. And so we want to give that a break because our car also has a lot of miles on it. Um, and so we're, we're starting to, again, reimagine like, okay, this feels like my coming out of the pandemic all of a sudden where there's so much opportunity and I don't quite know what's next, yeah. but I can trust that. Um, as long as I continue to, you know, a trust the process, but also just listen to my intuition that the things that are meant for me will not pass me by. So that's the journey. I love <laughs> Long it. Story. No, no, no. I love it. I absolutely love it. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. 
when when I was looking for guests for this season and I stumbled up on your profile, your profile, I was like living the dream on one side because Hadestown is one of my favorite shows ever. Um, I love that. Yeah, I've seen it on Broadway twice and every single time it, it just gets me the feels, uh, gives me chills. It, it destroys me emotionally, but also brings me up again. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and when, when I saw that Aladdin performer was part of the Hadestown um, tour, was like, I need them on the show. Uh, and by the time this, this is out, uh, I will contact also Eddie Noel Rodriguez, who was okay. on the tour too, and then moved to the Broadway company and made his Broadway debut. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I also love this whole transition from growing up in Utah all the way to where you are right now. I absolutely love it. Um, I want you. to know, how has your heritage influenced your artistry? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. I I mean, being Argentina, being having the having those roots is such a it's such a big part of my life and my process. Again, it's like I cannot separate myself from my immigration story. It's yeah. just it's going to now. I'm a U.S. citizen now, but uh, that's as of recent. But it's going to be such a big part of of my journey for forever because not only have I learned so much having to jump through hoops as an immigrant, um, but also growing up in a homogenous community where everyone around me was white presenting. There, there weren't a lot of people who looked like me. When I, when I went to see these shows, even children's productions or community theaters or the regional theaters in Utah, there weren't people who looked like me. Mm -hmm. um, and It's interesting because I actually had a professor, and I won't name him by name, but when I had an assessment of some sort where I was asking for, you know, uh, uh, advice on how should I continue in this industry or like what would my future look like in this industry, mm -hmm. he said to me, you know, Belen, you have to get used to being in the back because I know. Yes, the shock. You? I know. Oh, my but as God. A, As a student, I trusted him because I said, he knows. He's mm -hmm. been in the industry. He knows. And at the time, yes, like if I had continued my journey in Utah, that's where I would be yeah. in the back because those are the kinds of shows that they do. They're not incredibly diverse. Um, that's how they see me. I'm not your typical ingenue because I don't look a certain way or sound a certain way or act a certain way. Uh, and so it took me getting out and moving to New York City to realize first of all, diversity. Second of all, whoa, I'm going into these rooms. I've gotten to work with a lot of uh, new writers and composers and Latinos writing amazing stories and getting to bring that part of myself to it. And that has been such a gift. And I think every single time I start to run into the wall of like, this is too hard, like I'm getting too many no's, I always go back to, but remember how it felt like to be able to share that part of yourself and to be able to tell those meaningful stories. And that's that's my goal. I think also as a Spanish speaker where 
um, I've never gotten to do a production fully in Spanish. It's either been in Spanglish or I've had to do an accent or whatever it is. Um, but every single time I've gotten the opportunity to work with a Latino company, um, it, they're still my best friends. We still talk to this day. Uh, we celebrate each other. We, we hold each other up. It truly is this family dynamic. And um, I haven't met a lot of actors from Argentina. I think that's the next goal for me where I'd love to create that community. I know a couple writers in New York uh, who, who are doing that work and are from my, my country. Um, but yeah, I think maybe to answer your question in, in a nutshell, it's like <laughs> everything I do is shaped and it goes through this lens that I have, which is I was born in another country And my heritage and my roots are so deep. I have such a deep love for my family and um, what it means to also to come from a place with a very questionable racial dynamic yes. and, to, and to still be present and get to share that experience with the world. Um, yeah, I think it's... It's been so powerful and so meaningful. And now that I've been on the road as well, um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me via Instagram who are from Argentina and just like celebrating the fact they also love Hades Town and they're like, it is so exciting to see someone from our country doing this thing. That and was I exactly feel... my reaction when I saw you. It was like, yes. And, and or when I saw Eddie, it was like, yes, we made yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, because it It, it's it's amazing because it just takes breaking down these barriers, break, but breaking them down in your mind and, and seeing these individuals and saying, wait a second, if they can do it, then so can I. And I think that's, that's so powerful. Um, I'm going to be super cliche and cheesy, but you are showing the way the world could be. <laughs> and that, I mean... I know that for me personally, and for a lot of Latin thespians, young people, kids that see this shows on the road, on Broadway, travel, have the world, literally have the world to get to New York, it's inspiring. And, and I know that I speak for them right now saying thank you for your art and your artistry. Thank you. That With all my cheesiness and all. <laughs> No, and that's, I think that's what I turn to sometimes where when the going gets tough, I think of little Belen and how she would have felt like to see that. And I yeah. say, okay, then we keep going. And if, if my, the road for me changes as well, you know, if I decide to go to law school or like do something completely different, um, taking this, I think the, the thing that makes theater so powerful is, is that component of storytelling yeah. and getting to share things that are sometimes very difficult. So, I mean, for example, Hades Town, you know, it's a tragedy. And the reason that it continues to be powerful today, as it did back in Greek Roman times, was because the story has something very, very important to share with you. Yeah. And it's this idea of hope that spring will come again, that things can be better, that although it keeps turning out the same way, maybe if you keep trying, it'll turn out differently. And it's just so small seeds that when I have those interactions with audience members too, I feel so grateful because I believe in that. And 
I, I say, okay, like this is the power of storytelling in this communal environment yes. and in this communal aspect. So yeah, yeah, I feel so very grateful. I love that. <laughs> what is the best thing about being a Latin artist? Ooh, well, again, getting to work in rooms sometimes that are solely Latinx, like mm -hmm. that is that no one else, a director, producer, uh, all the actors, all the musicians, everyone is shares your culture in some way. I think that's my favorite thing about being a member of this, this uh, of this group, I guess. Uh, is that family aspect of it that brings me so much joy. I love it. I love it. One of my last questions is, who's your biggest Latin inspiration? Uh, right now, it's currently America Ferreira. Um, I actually went to see the Barbie movie yesterday, which I don't think I'm supposed to talk about because we're still on strike. But <laughs> uh, I, what she does, it's so fascinating because I always talk about representation. Yeah. But I grew up, um, I, I looked a lot like America when I was younger um, in body type. And I remember watching, oh, I'm getting emotional because I just, I love her so much. I remember watching her, her journey and where she is now is so powerful. And if you, if you haven't seen the Barbie movie yet, she has this incredible speech. Yes. Uh, it, I saw it last night, cried. It broke me because I felt so seen. And especially the words coming from her mm -hmm. felt so touching and moving. Um, and so she continues to be one of my biggest inspirations and someone that I see reflected in me. So if I could do that for someone else, like, whoa, that would be incredible. But I am so, so immensely grateful for her. So I love you. that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Last question. What are your top five favorite musical theater shows? Oh, uh, uh, top, top favorite show will always be Little Shop of Horrors. Um, it's a so good one. That was, it's a good one. Yeah, not only was it my first professional show, but uh, I ended up doing it for almost a year. And I was like, I could literally do this forever. Like any role, anybody, anybody. Gender bend it, I'll play anything. So I love that. I love Hamilton, of course. Um, anything Lin-Manuel touches, I'm a fan. Um, and I always say that my favorite musicals have also just haven't been written because there are Latinx act writers out there who are creating such beautiful work. And um, there's a couple that are also in development that I can't wait for them to become my favorite musicals. So, uh, I would say those are my favorite two currently. And then the ones that are yet to be written, I'm so excited about. I love that. I love that. Belen, thank you so much for being here, for your candor, your experiences, your whole journey. Thank you for inspiring not only me, but I know that a lot of people in and out of our community. Thank you so much for being here in Backstage Talk. Of course. Thank you again for having me. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 